you know what? I already have a recording, so whatever you do, it's all it's all on tape. I'm not listening. You know somebody else is. Oh, that's just a bad idea. It's, it's a lie. Are you being sarcastic? This is a safe space. It is not. You've got the recording button. Well, hello there. And welcome to another potentially useful TCAP Sloop EdTech podcast. My name is Larry Burden, and she's the sachem of scrolling, the general of gestures, the monarch of all that's mobile. It's Danielle Brostrom. How are you doing this fine day? Doing very well, Larry. How are you doing? I am doing, it's actually, I'm doing great. It's Good. A, it's a beautiful day. It's not too hot, not too cold. You know, before the podcast started, I was galaxy braining a bunch of stuff. So the, the, the brain's working, the brain pan's working, thanks to Danielle and her, her pod topics. So I appreciate that. But before we dive into today's topic, let's find the appropriate headspace with today's TCAP Sloop Moment of Zen. The intentions of a tool are what it does. A hammer intends to strike, a vice intends to hold fast, a lever intends to lift. They are what it is made for, but sometimes a tool may have other uses that you don't know. Sometimes in doing what you intend, you also do what the knife intends without knowing. Philip Pullman, and exhale. There we go. So, wait a minute. I might galaxy brain a little bit. Go for it. Anyway, but I'm not. I'm not. So the, the topics for this week, the apps we love, which is interesting. I love this topic. We've done we've done some of this previously, specifically the Chrome extensions, because I was telling Danielle earlier that I'm kind of a Google minimalist. I just it's just what it is. But every time you we do one of these about the Google extensions, I'm like, oh my gosh, these are so cool. I still might not use them. But right. but they, these are really cool. These I might use though because they actually feel specific. Potentially useful. They're actually yeah. potentially useful. The other ones weren't. So don't look at the back episodes. <laughs> <laughs> Our back catalog not as useful. This is useful. So t- take it away because these are all super fun. All right, I do want to talk today about the apps and Chrome extensions that we love. The first one. Um, let's start with the Chrome extensions. And the first one I want to talk about is called Library Extension. This is such a cool website because as I am browsing or somebody talks about a great book, I instantly go to my online place where I order things. I'm not going to say the name, but... No free ads because they need them. They do need them. They're struggling. (laughs) They've got a lot of my money, in fact. Um, But when I go there and I put in the title of the book... Instantly, this little pop-up comes over on the side, and it says, your library has this book available, and I can instantly check it out. So it's I love that it's automatically reminding me of, as I'm searching, it's showing me the books, the music, the audiobooks that are in my category or in my um, catalog at the library that I can check out for free. Public libraries are incredible, and I love that it's just bringing it to the forefront because I don't always think about it. So it helps me as I'm doing other things. How often do you have to sign in to the Google extension, or is it tied to your Google? Whenever you sign into Google, it's 
Sure, sure. So the first time that I um, loaded it up, I put in library extension. And then when you go into it, you connect it to your library card. And I actually haven't had to do anything else since then. That's what I want And to I've hear. been using it for a couple weeks. Um, and I just click which, which library I like to go to. Like, I like to go to the main branch. So I click that one. Um, I want it to search the main catalog, the OverDrive catalog, and Hoopla. And it will just tell me when it's available. And it even shows me, like... This one tells me that I can get uh, Open Library because that's available to most users, AnyPlay.fm, Libro.fm, Scribed. So it offers me some of the free places that I can get um, reading materials from as well. I love that. What I've always ended up doing, I hear about a book, and then it is the, okay, this is a hunt for Red October. Where can I get it? And then I end up find, going to the uh, place that shall not be named. The online place. Yep. <laughs> and... This makes it so much easier. Or, or worst case scenario, I forget it altogether. Somebody mentions the book. I'm thinking it's really cool. And by the time I get to a point in whatever I'm doing that I can look at it, it's gone. Well, this is actually, it'll give me the, which I just snapped. That was great. Good job. <laughs> Good job on me. <laughs> no, it's in your face, though. It's yeah, like, hey, yeah. don't forget, your library has this book available, too. So we love our public libraries. We should be using them more. Yes, we should. All right, what's next? Okay, next one is called Toucan. It helps you learn a language while you are browsing or working. Um, it's super interesting because it doesn't do, I mean, typically when you learn a new language online, they are flashcards or um, study sessions. Super fun. Super fun. This one works in the background and it just like sprinkles glitter all over your screen but it doesn't I got a buddy that hates glitter, glitter by the way so he's never going to use this <laughs> it sprinkles spanish or it sprinkles japanese or whatever language you're trying to learn so you're learning it within the context of a language you're already comfortable with so i actually I turned it on the other day, and then I forgot that I turned it on. So I was doing my work, and I went to this website to read about some educational things. And the second I went there, like, you know, random words all over the screen were in Spanish. And it was really helpful because then I could read it and kind of get the idea of what that word probably meant. And it just was helping me kind of build my knowledge slowly. And as I get more fluent, Toucan will um, give me more words that are in Spanish and less that are in English. And you can play mini games with it if you want to practice the old-fashioned way. But Sometimes, like, if I didn't know the word, I could just click on it, and it would tell me what the word was in English, and I thought that was really useful. It also, by the way, has a place where you can turn it off. So if you're like, that's enough Spanish for today, I think I've gotten what I need to get. I need to, like, actually really focus in on my things I'm supposed to be doing today. You can easily turn it off. So turn it back on, though. It's pretty fun to, um, you know, learn a new language. I've always wanted to be a polyglot, but my mind does not pick up languages. It never has. This, though, seems like a way that it could. It sure can. Recently, a uh, big soccer fan, there was a World Cup. The only access I had to the World Cup games was through Telemundo. So I watched the entire World Cup, all the games, in Spanish, and it was fabulous. And I was thinking about it as this is a way for me to get to familiarize myself with the language organically. And I think this is very similar in the fact that this is just a very organic way to do it. And it's giving you the context 
for all those words. And I could see you learning without actually recognizing that you're learning. As long as you remember that that's what's happening and not just something weird has taken over your computer and giving you half the words in Spanish. As I was saying earlier, something weird has taken over over your computer. You just (laughs) might not know. All right. Next Chrome extension I want to talk about is called Coolers. Do you know coolers.co? Maybe three hours ago, I learned about coolers. I really like coolers um, because it generates color palettes and it will give me like the hex code and it will give me, you know, six colors that just look beautiful together. Well, the Chrome extension, Larry, when I open a new tab now, it gives me a new color scheme, five new colors that go all together along with their hex codes and the names so that anytime I open a new tab, I just get a new color scheme. I don't know why. It just makes me happy. I do a lot of design work in my job and I like colors that look good together. And just, I don't know, opening up a new tab and seeing these new colors like Wild Blue Yonder, which is ABA9C3. Why not? So you could be sticking to our district's branding colors or you could be using your own. It's okay. That's okay. Because I don't know if you knew this. But I do design too. <laughs> so you don't use coolers is what you're saying. You should. I should. It's cool and it's beautiful. Yeah. And you like colors. I Who do doesn't like colors, like colors? Right? Yeah. I also like fonts. My new font oh, is Poppins, no. in case you're wondering. I like Poppins. It's easy to keep, read. It's keep, easy to read for accessibility. the fonts. Stay on topic. Okay. As somebody that uh, <laughs> does a little bit more than dabble in design, um, <laughs> Make sure that on a particular document, you're not using 17 different fonts. I wish this was a video podcast right now because I feel like your brain just got... No offense to our educators out there, but um, you guys are the worst. That's another podcast, Larry. Design and fonts with Larry. I've got a nervous tick for the rest of the podcast. You do, I can see it. They can't see it though. Okay, moving on. Next on my Chrome extensions that I love is called Block YouTube Feed. This is fantastic for students because when they search for a YouTube video, there are also 17 cat videos that get suggested and 12 Minecraft videos. And it's really hard for kids or for grown-ups to stay on task when there are all those other videos. So what's really nice about Block YouTube Feed is that it removes the recommendations, the comments, and when you go straight to youtube.com, you only get a black box. You don't get the eight video panels that show you the things that you might want to look at. It's just a black box with the search bar at the top. So it's so much cleaner for kids and can get them right into what they're actually searching for rather than, you know, you're going there to search for something educational and up comes, you know, SpongeBob and TikTok and all these different things. It's just so nice to be able to remove those distractions from YouTube with a simple extension. That is one that is creating an environment that lets the app be the tool that it could be. Let the tool be the tool, not you. So most apps, and this is the thing, most apps are trying to get you to be the tool. And I think that's something that we do have to be aware of. We do, for sure. And all these apps could be tools, 
don't let yourself be used. Let it be the tool that it's supposed to be. Be mindful. Ooh, be mindful. Ah, That's a great segue. I did not intend to do that, but I'm going to bask in it anyway. Perfect. I want to move on to apps. There are a couple apps I want to talk about today, and the first one is Headspace. Please don't forget headspace.com slash educators. Headspace offers free access to K-12 teachers and supporting staff in the U.S., U.K., Canada, and Australia. So it's fantastic for helping you build healthy habits, uh, better focus, less stress. It's just wonderful that this content is available free for some of our hardest working people. I remember that was the first meditation app that I uh, put on my phone, and it was delightful. It did such a great job of explaining meditation in a way that I understood. I will actually be putting that one on my phone. Good. The sleep stories are wonderful. They're great for kids and they're great for grownups too. So Headspace, don't forget that it's free. And then my next app is called Hi Hello. And this is a way to do virtual business cards. Um, When I go to a tech conference now, you know, it used to be people would hand you their paper business card and you would put it in your pocket and you'd probably lose it. And then you get back and you wouldn't remember where you got it or why you wanted to contact that person or what it just. You're manually entering the data on your con in your contacts from the really that's what we're doing. Yeah, no gross. So what's really nice with hi, hello is that your business cards are virtual. So you can easily share your business card with somebody else. And the business cards come up really, really clean. Um, Like mine, for example, I have a business card set up for TCAPs. I have one set up for McCall for when I do my um, board work. And then I also have a personal business card. So I can keep when I go on the web, I can keep all three of these in my dashboard. And then in my little app, my little Hi Hello app, I can easily exchange uh, business cards. I can scan their virtual QR code and their business card gets put in my little business card wallet. Um, it's just such a cool thing that on my business card, I can have as many things as I want. I can link to my LinkedIn. I can link to the TCAPs. Um, site. I can link to the EdTech Help site. I can link to Wired. I can link to whatever important information I want the people to have. I'm not limited by space. So there's just a lot of really cool capabilities. I think that this is kind of the way it's going to go from now on. I don't think you're going to go to many places and get handed a paper business card anymore. I think a lot of it is going to move to virtual. So Hi Hello lets you do it for free. So I would definitely be using that. And I mentioned this last time, you vetted all these. Of course. It's not like we're just saying this and it ha- and somebody hasn't looked at it to make sure that it's safe. No. And You've even done if, the work. you know, Larry, if you do come to the tech conference and you have your paper business card because, you know, that's what you like to carry around, that's fine. I can still scan it in with the Hi Hello app and it automatically will import that information. Why are you looking at me? Because you're a design guy. I thought maybe you would go, ooh, oh, digital? No. Like I said, somebody hands you a business card and, you, and it's... What am I? I don't I don't even know. You've just given me more work at that point in time, <laughs> especially when it's got like 17 different email or email addresses and a bunch of different phone numbers and all this stuff. And I'm like, so you want me to then just sit there for a half an hour typing in all this information on my phone? So this is this is the future. Actually, this is the now. And I like being able to keep it separate, too. You know, when I went to a McCall and I was talking to vendors and I was meeting new ed contacts, I wanted to keep that information separate. You know, I wanted to keep that in a 
place that's professional, not mixed in with my great aunt and my kids' friends. Like I wanted to keep that contact list separate from my personal contact list on my phone. So this is really nice because then all my professional contacts can go into Hi Hello and my personal contacts can stay in my normal contact app where they should be. Very cool. So tech tool. Tech tool of the week. I saved my favorite um, tool for last, Larry. Namedrop.io is my favorite tool right now. I think that names are so important and no one should have to hear people say their name wrong all the time. And I tell you, my first name is Danielle and it's spelled without an I. And I hear Danelle all the time. And my last name is Brostrom, which if you read it, I hear Borstrom. I hear Brostorm. I Brostorm. Great superhero <laughs> name, by right, the way. Brostorm, I know. But I feel like people deserve to hear their name said correctly. You know, I have some contacts who I've only ever communicated with through email. And they have last names that I don't know how to say, and that's not okay. I want to be able to greet them by using their name. So namedrop.io helps me do that easily because what you do is you share your name with the world in your own voice. You record it on namedrop.io, and you get this little personal link that you can put on your email. So when you get an email from me at the bottom, you know, my little signature where it says Danielle Brostrom, there's a little section next to it that says hear it. And when you click hear it, it brings you to my name drop page and there's a little play button and you can push it and it's me saying my name so that no matter who can communicate with me, they, they know how to address me. And I, I do think that it's important to recognize and people deserve to hear their names said the correct way. Names matter. They do. And, uh, might also help with social anxiety as you're going into a situation and you're like, I don't really, I've, I've never met this person. Say a podcast guest, for instance. Yeah. It might be helpful. Again, you've only seen their name in an email. You may have had correspondence for years. Yeah. And you've never actually talked to the person. And then suddenly the recognition of, oh, I've never said this name before. So you try I'm to say trouble. it really quickly. <laughs> I'm like... in trouble. Awesome. Our, our world is diverse and people, um, you need to know how to pronounce other people's names. Don't put people in the awkward place where they have to correct you. Use namedrop.io. Absolutely. Be prepared. Anything else for the good of the order? That's a lot for today, Larry. That I'm is done. a lot. I'm going to have to get rid of stuff so I can put stuff in my digital bucket. Hey, where can people find you? I'm on LinkedIn at Brostrom DA. I'm just going to say, or you can get in touch with me through the podcast. I mean, you can find me. It's not hard. Subscribe to the podcast. Rate the podcast. Do all the things on the podcast. We appreciate it. Um, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Audible, Podbean, Pocket Cast, Downcast, Overcast, or wherever else you get your ear candy. Thanks for listening and inspiring. Oh, and check this. Same shebang.